Welcome to American Dissident Voices. I'm Kevin Alfred Strom. I am all for racial purity. It's necessary. It's needed. Maintaining it is the essence of virtue. Going in the opposite direction toward racial mixing and racial chaos is the essence of evil. That, in fact, is how good and evil should be defined. Everyone who's listened to this radio program for more than a few months knows these things. But most of the people who agree with me on these matters, and even some of the people who taught me these ideals, have fundamentally misunderstood what racial purity is. And that's important. It's important, essential really, to see things as they really are. Without seeing things as they really are, you are likely to make fundamental errors in strategy. You may contribute to the miseducation of those whom you're trying to teach, and you may end up helping the enemies of our people even when you're trying to do the opposite. The current racialist paradigm is this. Somehow, somewhere, our race emerged on planet Earth. It was pure and high and something never seen before. As it spread across the world, it created new tools, new ideas, new civilizations. No other race has been as creative as ours. It encountered other races and sometimes mixed with them and thereby lost its purity, sometimes to a fatal extent, losing its essential character in the process. Now, there's a lot of truth in that narrative. It's almost all true. Our race did emerge. It was and is uniquely creative. It did create new ideas, technologies, civilizations. Mixture with non-white races is a terrible danger, a horrible sin, a death sentence for all that is worthwhile and everything we love and everything we are. But the falsehood embedded in this largely true narrative is that our race's origin was the point of its purity. That purity is of the past. That purity was at its maximum in the past and, except for some who hold themselves pure, is always decreasing as time goes by because of thoughtless racial mixing by fools and the encouragement of racial mixing by enemies. 
According to this idea, racial purity is something that can only ratchet one way, down, as time goes on. This view tells us that we can't get any purer than at the beginning, because at the beginning the white race was as pure as it could get. And unless we make an heroic effort forever, it's all downhill from there. And it's all downhill from here, too. This view is essentially wrong. Oh, it appears to be true on a short time scale. No one could argue against the idea that America is racially declining generally, and that the racial purity of white Americans themselves has been slowly declining, in part because of mixture and passing. No one could deny that something similar is happening in Europe and in other areas of white settlement on this planet. No one could deny that heroic efforts like those of the German National Socialists in the 20th century, and those that will be called forth in this century, are needed to maintain the integrity of our race. No one could deny that the racial quality of our people has declined because of the dysgenic effects of the easy life offered us by our technological civilization, or that one result of that decline in quality is an increased acceptance of racial mixing. Still, the idea that racial purity was at its maximum in the past, and that it largely or only ratchets downward as time goes on, is flat-out wrong. It is incorrect, and it is demoralizing, unnecessarily demoralizing. This narrative of past purity, coupled with present and ever-increasing impurity, is also psychologically tied to the old, Abrahamic, essentially Middle Eastern, and definitely false view of the universe as an essentially static thing. In truth, the universe is not static. It is ever-changing, ever-evolving. This constant change may be frightening to those with a conservative mindset, but it is this change which is the essential characteristic of everything that ever was, everything that is, and everything that will ever be. And seeing things as they really are, and they really are constantly changing, will help us escape from the hopeless, depressing, Jewish, and false Abrahamic way of thinking. Abrahamic thought goes something like this. Yahweh's creation was perfect, 
and it keeps getting messed up over time by man. Our race was once pure and golden, and now we are on a downward trend that just won't stop, can't stop, that only ratchets downward. Arian thought goes more like this. Creation is ongoing. It is not complete and will never be complete. Life arose from non-life. Life evolved from simple forms to more complex forms. Consciousness awoke from unconscious life. There may be ups and downs, but consciousness is ever-increasing over time. And our races evolving consciousness and understanding is in the vanguard of that ongoing process. Let's look at reality on a longer time scale, longer than a human life or a hundred human lives, longer than the life of a nation or civilization. Looking at things on a longer time scale will help us see what's really going on. Looking around us today, we see several human races inhabiting this world. We see white Europeans. We see black Africans. We see Jews. We see other Middle Easterners. We see South Asians and East Asians. And we see other races too. Rewind to 200,000 years ago. Human beings were around then too. But none of the existing human races were there. None. Just their ancestors who looked and acted quite different than today's races do. In fact, the differentiation between the various races ancestral to modern races was markedly less than it is now. For just one example, the ancestors of Europeans and East Asians were the same race. They wouldn't even diverge from each other for another 160,000 years. And Eurasians themselves wouldn't diverge from Africans for many tens of thousands of years either. The modern races we know are a recent phenomenon in the Earth's history. 200,000 years ago, just 8,000 generations, which could easily be recorded in a 500-page book if we had all the records. All the existing human races of today were the same race, had the same ancestors. So it would be fair to say, I think, that the white race, as contrasted to the Negro race, had zero purity 200,000 years ago. None. That 
purity, which is another way of saying the difference between whites and Negroes, was only a very faint and tenuous thing 100,000 years ago, even 60,000 years ago. It is far, far greater today. Is the difference between these two races, the purity of our race relative to Africans, 100% today? 100% pure? No, of course not. And it never has been 100% pure. That's the wrong way of looking at it. Purity means degree of difference when you're talking about race. You can't seriously suggest to me that the difference today between whites and blacks is as great as it is possible to get. You can't seriously suggest to me that today when it is still possible for blacks and whites to sexually intermix and produce hybrid offspring, that we have evolved the maximum possible difference between the two races. Nonsense. The races have only begun to diverge. We are far purer, far more different from blacks than we were 8,000 or 4,000 generations ago. But the difference that exists now is still faint and tenuous compared to what it could be. That's the right way to look at racial purity. It is increasing over time. Races diverge from one another. Actually, they emerge from one another. Those that survive and persist tend to get more and more different from each other and from their parent stock as time goes on. So purity begins at zero percent in the past and gets greater and greater as time goes on. If the races become sufficiently different, eventually they won't be able to mate and produce viable offspring anymore. Then, I suppose, you could say that the two races being considered are completely pure. Then they have become, by even the strictest definition, separate species. Rewind even further, and the same drama, the same reality, unfolds itself on an even larger scale. There was a time millions of years ago when our ancestors, the ancestors of all human races, were pre-human primates. Before that, there was a time when our ancestors were relatively primitive mammals, not unlike mice or voles. There was a time when our ancestors and the ancestors of dogs were the same creature. 
There was a time when our ancestors and the ancestors of all fish and amphibians were the same creature. There was a time even when our ancestors and the ancestors of grasses and grain were the same. And this is true all the way back to the first self-replicating molecules, the first life. Purity begins at zero and arcs upward, or it terminates in extinction. There are no exceptions. If you think there are, think again. So to talk of a past purity is complete nonsense. Purity of race is not like purity of water. Purity of race is something that is not yet achieved. Purity of race is speciesood. Purity of race is something that if we succeed in surviving as a separate entity, many races did not and will not, lies in the future, not in the past. And in truth, even speciesood is not the end of change and evolution. Beyond speciesood, a more advanced white race which cannot even reproduce with Homo sapiens anymore, will come another divergence, then another, then another which we cannot even imagine. The higher man of the future, several iterations of speciesood beyond our current level, will be so far above us that the distance between us and the small mammals from which we evolved will seem puny in comparison. Without any hubris at all, in fact, quite the opposite, I say that the higher man who is to come will be, compared to us, compared to our current level of consciousness and understanding, like a God a real God, not the bearded Semitic deal-maker in the clouds imagined and vended to us by our enemies. That was never real. When I say that purity is ever-increasing, I do not mean that there are not dangers or periods of degeneration that may be fatal. The downward path, the easy path toward extinction, is very real. Many peoples and races have taken it. Our enemies are trying to force us to take it. But we must not. We must survive. We are the best hope of godhood to actualize itself. If we, we white people, fail to survive and re-establish our foothold on the upward path of evolution, 
then life itself may well be losing its best, perhaps its only chance to achieve its culmination, to achieve godhood, to achieve its purity in the truly meaningful sense of that word. Only the National Alliance is led by men who understand these truths. Their work brings that understanding to thousands of others. With that understanding comes inspiration. With inspiration comes dedication and unrelenting struggle. And with unrelenting struggle comes success. <laughs> ¶¶